Who's back, back again. The Multiverse of Venice podcast is back for season two. Tell Twitter because I don't fuck around with the tweeters anymore. I'm your host, Mike, from the United States. And of course, our multiverse would not be complete without my Welsh counterpart, so famous in Swansea that he has two urban legends and several pets named in his honor. Please welcome back, bringing the base as always, the funk master himself, Zach. How are you today, buddy? Once again, as always, completely stoked about how good you are at introducing podcasts. If that was left up to me, we would already have lost like 50% of the listeners. Oh, we very well could have lost 50%, but we don't know because we don't fuck around and check numbers. We just do this for the fun of it. And also, I guess I ought to mention, if you don't know, of course, we review bad comics. We may dabble a little more this year. We might do some Tubi horror reviews. We may just do bad horror reviews. Who knows what the fuck we're going to do this year? Honestly, as much as I loved doing comic books in the first season, I, like, I live for bad media. If something is so bad that it's enjoyable, it becomes full circle. That's what we should focus this podcast on for season two. Oh, I'm not against adding some of that. Actually, before this podcast, I was partaking in a movie on Tubi called Russell Madness, which is about a Jack Russell Terrier that fights humans and wins a world title. It's amazing. <laughs> nice. Very, very nice. They couldn't have gone for, like, Russellmania. The, you know what? Funny story. His name in the movie is Russell Maniac, and they actually did a television show based on the movie in 2020, which I could not find streaming. I guess it's already been removed. Jesus Christ, this thing had, like, IP. This is wild. Yes. <laughs> and it was called Russellmania. Now... We need to get back to our comic reviews, Zach, or we will lose the handful of people we have. Sorry, nerds. <laughs> this year, we're actually going to start out with a newer comic book. We've been reviewing a whole bunch of old comic books, but we've found a dandy. This one's by Marvel. It is written by Leah Williams with artwork by Carlos Gomez. We will be reviewing issue number one of the new Exterminators run, starring an all-female team with two Mob Squad veterans, the Dazzler and Jubilee, being joined by Wolverine and Boom Boom. I already know that, like, like I, this is only just from, like, the slight bit of research I did before the podcast, but the mere mention of Leah Williams has just annoyed some person who's heard the name in passing. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I looked for YouTube videos about this comic, and it's just vitriol. Now, I told Mike I was going to name names. I'm not going to name names. I'm not going to throw shade. But if you just search Exterminators Marvel, it's just angry. Like, there's one guy. He gets four minutes into his video about this comic. He says something along the lines of, well, I'm pretty sure they made Dazzler either a lesbian or a pedophile in this book. And then goes on a rant about how he's never cheated on anyone in his entire life. Oh, Okay, the only person I would want to hear talk about this for four minutes straight would be us. Or Stu talking about Jubilee. Fun fact, I actually bought a Virgin variant cover of this. CGC 9.8 rated Zach. Pro tip, don't get in a bidding war on eBay with people. It only ends in you putting the final coffin in your marriage. I have a feeling my wife's going to divorce me for the money I spent. Well, at least you got a comic book out of it, Mike. That's how you should look at it. <laughs> So I guess we ought to get on to reviewing this actual comic. And out the shoot, we are warned. This is for mature audiences only, Zach. Is this rating justified? Well, it does contain crude humor, alcohol usage, partial nudity, strobe effects, violence, and some of your favorite mutants acting like absolute dumbasses. <laughs> 
So I take that as a hard yes. Of course it does. The first panel of this book is a butt. <laughs> Whose butt might that be? That is no no mere butt, Michael. That is the butt <laughs> of the one of the only Dazzler. <laughs> well, of course it is. Not only do we get Dazzler's butt... We are introduced to Dazzler skating merrily and blowing bubbles through buckets of blood while just literally killing what appear to be demons. Yep. That seems a whole bunch of uh, scary stuff straight out of the gate, which I wasn't expecting. So that's fun. I like scary stuff. I like monsters. Yeah, this actually has more horror overtones. I thought we might like this. Uh, very interesting for a comic. It's usually happy-go-lucky, but this definitely brings a lot of horror elements to it. So I'm pleased as punch about that. <laughs> so, as again, we get the cold open of Dazzler just ripping shit through demons. We get a little, like, break page to get some uh, exposition and introduce the characters, and we are straight into the action, Mike. We are Los Angeles three weeks ago, and goddammit, there is vinyls and TVs and everything flying out this window. <laughs> well, gee, what is causing this, my guess is, if there are vinyls and televisions going out the window, it's because Rick James got crazy again. Is that what happened? No, he's, he's been very well behaved recently, as far as I know. It is because... Dazzler's boyfriend, who one of these YouTubers said, I genuinely thought was Kitty Pride. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> because it's a guy with long hair, okay? I don't know what it is about Leah Williams. She just annoys men. It's fantastic. I'm here for it. Leah, I'm on your side. <laughs> Let's uh, preface that by saying she annoys certain men. Certain men, absolutely. But yes, this Kitty Pride wannabe actually is not Kitty Pride at all. This is Alex. And he is sporting a gold necklace. And he has locks, again, as you said, that would put Fabio to shame. But unfortunately, he's also got morals that would put Hulk Hogan to shame. Because it seems, <laughs> yeah, that, he, <laughs> it seems that he's been unfaithful to Dear Dazzler. Yeah, well, she doesn't take it well, of course, hurtling his belongings out into the street. And then Dazzler does what any red-blooded American female is going to do after this happens. She's going to get fucking plastered and hang out with her friends at a karaoke bar. What better way to deal with heartbreak or back pain or just the general existential dread of adult life? There's nothing that can't be fixed by getting pissed in a karaoke bar with your friends. <laughs> well, before we get to our karaoke bar, we do get the phone call to her friend Jubilee, who has one of the best lines I've heard in a long time. Literally, she has Jubilee. What are you doing right now? And she's like, my best. Allison, okay. My fucking best. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. She's a mum. She's got the weight of the world on her shoulders. <laughs> well, she goes over to Dazzler's house. They head off to the bar. And then we are introduced to the other light-based ex-female. The incredible Boom Boom. And can you describe... Actually, I'm not going to let you describe her. I'm going to let Jubilee describe her because anything you say would be kinder than what Jubilee calls this girl. I will read out verbatim uh, some of the descriptions Jubilee has for Boom Boom's outfit. For example, you look like if Barbie was a sex addict. <laughs> Boom Boom, you look like the final stop on a bimbofication spectrum. What does that even mean? I don't, I don't know, but it's not good. Yeah, honestly, there's no, that's the problem. When, like, 
someone insults you in a way that you don't understand. You know you're insulted, but you also feel stupid for not knowing what they've said about you. Well, Boom Boom not only looks like, and again, Jubilee's words, not mine, a bimbo. Actually, I think she looks quite cute. Yeah, she's got like a, she's got a dress with hearts on it. Yeah, I mean, she looks adorable as far as I'm concerned. But she comes to the karaoke bar already in the bag. Oh, yeah, as you say, she's been down in sixes and painting her nails. I do like when she turns <laughs> Actually, up. Actually, that, that was the... Dazzler. That was Dazzler that was down in sixes. Boom Boom's drunk on her own. No, it's not. That's Boom Boom painting her nails there. Dazzler is on no. the phone to Jubilee. And then if you look there, see. that's Jubilee on the phone. Why would she be on the phone to Dazzler if she's in the same fucking room as it? Yeah, you're right. Okay. I am always okay. right. The well, I'll cut out me sound like a fucking idiot. <laughs> you will do no such thing. <laughs> oh, I will. I just did, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, uh, boom, boom in the bag. We are introduced to the party. Three girls having a blast, but Boom Boom is not feeling so well after shots. She falls into Jubilee's arms, and we are introduced again to this dickbag, Alex. Alex. Like, as soon as you get the Alex reveal, uh, after everyone starts feeling super woozy because he's put date rape drugs in their drinks. Pretty much. Yeah, spoilers. He's a vampire. Everyone's a vampire, apparently, in this karaoke (laughs) bar that Dazzler's been frequenting. (laughs) Uh, and, like, look at him. Medallion. Open V-necked white Fabio shirt. Long hair. Brown track. Like, he's a... We should have known. He doesn't look like Kitty Pride. He looks like a vampire. What is it with X-Men females and vampires? We had the whole Storm thing with Dracula. Now Dazzler's dating a vampire. Jubilee was a vampire. I was about to say, wasn't Jubilee a vampire for a spell? Yeah, well, now she's just wasted on the fucking ground as Alex slaps the Dazzler. Sadly, because he's, again, just a fucking incel, I guess, at this point. And now we're introduced, as I assume all the women have passed out, we are introduced to a brand new world, and it is bonkers. Just before we do get to the bonkers new world, which it does take a real sharp left turn, I was confused at this stage. I do just love Jubilee for the moment in the bar when the vampires reveal themselves. She picks up a bar stool and not content to use that as a weapon, smashes it so she has two individual clubs, one in each hand. Yeah, she she is fucking going at this Swansea style. Oh, wait, no, I just got it. It wasn't clubs. She's making steaks. They're vampires. I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> well, that's okay. You know what? We're a little off our game. It's been a couple months, Zach. But what I will say, that... just to shame you, leave that mistake in. I won't oh. cut my mistake out, Michael. Well, fine. I will leave my mistake <laughs> in and just look like a fucking idiot. I'm fine with that. But Victory. we are now introduced to a brand new world as Boom Boom wakes up and things are going south quickly. Yeah, very much so. Imagine waking up uh, on a whole bunch of stink water on some type <laughs> of raft, but that stink water is all full of monsters. Yeah, well, we are quickly shown to Jubilee, though, who has found a four-wheel drive truck looking like a fucking monster truck rally. And she's being chased by other guys in cars. It's pretty dope. I thought it was like a... There's one panel where you get like a top shot of them all chasing her. And I thought it was like a Micro Machines thing for a moment. I didn't realize like <laughs> Jubilee was driving a full-size truck. It, it, it just had toy car written all over it. <laughs> well, she's handcuffed to the steering wheel. And then we are shown Dazzler here in a maze 
being surrounded by similar demons that she was killing earlier. And she's running through, finds this little baby koala Pokemon thing that she's going to save, but she's still on the run. I'm glad that you don't know what that is as well. There was a moment when I was like, oh, it's, um, you know, the, that famous X-Men character. The, um, <laughs> it's definitely not dupe, I'll tell you that. Oh, yeah, my boy. But yeah, as you say, Dazzler is in the middle of this. Like, I found it, it kind of reminded me of Hellraiser 2, the, like the labyrinth kind of thing that she's trapped in. Yeah, I can get behind that. Like, they're all in different, like, what crazy date rape drug were they on that they all ended up in such wacky locations? Well, fortunately, they are grouped back together quickly because Boom Boom goes underwater, which is somehow methane. And then she ends up close to Jubilee, who's driving this badass car. And now they're just blowing shit up together, which is awesome. Dazzler's still on the run and does initially what I thought was the most baller thing I've ever seen in a comic. This little baby thing she's picked up. She's on the run from demons. She comes to the end of the maze. And Zach, what does she do to this thing? She goes, I'm so sorry about this. And she just hucks it into the sky to meet its certain fate so she can get away. Actually, that's not quite the case because I thought that was the case. Yeah, no, it totally reads that. Like, it's a very good trick that they pull on you. It, it was, yes. For those listening, no, Dazzler did not murder this small baby Pokemon thing. What she did, actually, is she throws it up in the air so it would squeal. She can gain powers from the sound because that's what she does. And then she shows herself with the light. And then she's hunted down by Jubilee and Boom Boom. And we have all three ex-gals together for the finale. Just driving in a monster truck through fields of demons, gore soaking the battlefield. This book was very bloody for a yes. X-Men Girls Night Out title. <laughs> yeah, I've been to a few boys' nights out that turned out this bloody but they weren't nearly as cool so none of them ever involved vampires or hot women for that matter you start <laughs> out thinking they're gonna involve hot women they never involve hot women so to close we get the three ladies who have escaped from everything that's been a problem thus far and we get boom boom throwing up <laughs> Because she is just a lush, apparently. Well, you've got to think, you know, she was howling already at the bar, and then she got spiked. She's not feeling her best. She just has to swim through methane and had, like, a high-speed car chase. You should be hurling everywhere. Yeah, you're not wrong. However, we're introduced to the final boss, quote-unquote, so to speak, who is going to fight all of them, we assume. What happens? Well, a cult of... Uh, men in dark robes and glowing staves go to attack them in this basically they come to a stop in the, the truck and they're like wait there is blood everywhere we haven't killed anyone in this room yet like the floor <laughs> is soaked in blood and they see this cult coming towards them with glowing staffs but then all of a sudden something's attacking the cult there's blood flying god damn it mike it's x23 no, it is Wolverine. That's X-23. Sure. That's, look, it's got two, she's got two claws. I'm letting you know she is now Wolverine. I guarantee really? you've picked up some bad habits listening to those guys because those YouTuber incels will not accept her as Wolverine. She is officially Wolverine now in the Marvel Universe. 
my uh, opinion was nothing to do with the fact that she's a lady and more for the fact that I know nothing about the character and I know that there's an X-23. <laughs> That's actually fair. But in the new Marvel Universe, she is Wolverine and I accept her as such. Absolutely. So, All hail yes. new Wolverine. Actually, 100%. She actually looks more badass than the old Wolverine. Either way, I think we're done reviewing or at least recapping the book, but we're not done reviewing it. We do have two things we like to talk about. We have the Multiverse of Sadness, and one I'm going to actually rename the Multiverse of Radness. Let's start yeah. out with the Radness. This what is did you season two's the rad this? season of the podcast. That's, that's right. What did you find rad about this? Just like the... No, that's a cop-out. I love the tone of it. It did have this kind of sneery little fuck you punk rock attitude to it. Uh, but genuinely, just the fact that it was about monsters and gore. Like, I wasn't expecting that. I was like, oh, it's going to be some, you know, modern-day X-Men mutant politics stuff. No, nothing to do with that. It's about a night out going wrong. It's essentially from dusk till dawn. <laughs> it's essentially every weekend in Swansea, actually. I keyed, I keyed. <laughs> a lot of vampires. No, no, genuinely, a <laughs> lot of vampires. Or, as yeah. we say in Swansea, a lot of vampires. What's <laughs> my... Lot no. of vampires. <laughs> like... <laughs> Well, I agree. The radness for me is this artwork. I really adore yes. the way this is drawn. It is very bloody. It is very much a horror movie packed into a comic book. And surprisingly, Stu will be happy because he alerted us to this book before it got released. And he was telling us Jubilee and Dazzler and Boom Boom are all going to be together in a book upcoming this year. During our last recording, it didn't make the podcast. I assumed hearing that, that the book would suck. I couldn't be more <laughs> wrong. This is fucking amazing. I've read all four issues that have come out so far. This is one of my favorite new releases. I love the chemistry with these three, and I can't wait to see how it ends. Shout out to Carlos Gomez for the artwork. One of the main criticisms from these YouTube videos that I was perusing uh, is that because... Uh, it was written by Leah Williams that all of the characters were just written. It's just, she, all she did was just go on a night out and record it on her phone and then transcribe that. That was a genuine criticism someone leveled at this book. I want to know where the hell she parties because it sounds oh, yes. fucking amazing. I'll tell you where, dude. Swansea. <laughs> so that said, sadness. Anything? Uh, yes, the fucking vitriol that a great piece of art like this can bring out in petty little men. That's my <laughs> sadness. My sadness is a fucking existential one. <laughs> no, that's 100% fair. I really don't have much to lobby at this. People know if it puts a smile on my face, I'm going to love it. It's a little nonsensical in places. It's a little choppy. Even through the next few issues, it's not by any stretch of the imagination a novella. It is very much an excuse <laughs> for blood and guts and a good time, and I'm 100% here for it. So yeah, as far as sadness goes, I don't really have any, but if I had one, it's that it's a little nonsensical, but that's the way I like my comic books, damn it, so fuck you. Yeah, fuck logic. Okay, so Zach, of course, we rate this on some unique way, uh, if we liked it or not. What would you like to rate it on? or How would you like to rate it this week? Well, I mean, it's less of a rating or more of just a, a yay or nay. And this week, yeah. we are going to call this segment Scarf It Up or Barf It Up. So Scarf It Up or Barf It Up, I think you know where I'm going to go with this. I'm going to scarf it up like a cheap 
Indian Buffet, Curry Night in Swansea. Scarf up as much as I can. Zach, how do you see it? You've just got me thinking about the possibility that I could just go for a... Right, so write in, Mob Squad. <laughs> if you are in the UK, I am doing a science experiment and I need your results. Uh, do, wherever you are in the UK, do the, the uh, Indian restaurants every Sunday just do an all-you-can-eat buffet? Because they do in Swansea and apparently nowhere else. And I would scarf this book up, by the way. <laughs> 100%. This book is fucking delicious. I love every panel in it. So I think we're done reviewing, which means we have to tell people where to reach us. Zach, I will start. I will let them know that you can reach us on Mastodon at Multiverse of Badness at Toot.Wales. At the moment, we don't fuck with the Twitter, but Mastodon is a way you can reach us, as well as if you really want to call me or text me. My number is 949-393-9391. Zach is also doing some streaming now on Twitch at Multiverse of Bad. But we can also be reached via email. Zach, can you let our loyal Mob Squad members know where they can reach us? You can reach us, as always, at... Wait, there's no boy superheroes in this comic? At multiverseofbadness.com? <laughs> you can reach us at... But you said there would be boy superheroes in this comic. At multiverseofbadness.com and... God damn it. I really wish there were some boy superheroes in this comic at multiverseofbadness.com. Yes, let's not forget that you can put men in tight spandex just as well, Marvel. We like it both ways. <laughs> so again, reach out to us via email. We don't get enough of those. And I would like to thank everyone that's been asking about us. John over at the Pines, Stu. Joey, Ian, Ken, Kenan, and the rest of our mob squad, thank you. And if I didn't mention you, I apologize. Let us know. I will give you a shout-out next week. But if you come to a karaoke bar wearing cute clothes and proceed to get verbally destroyed by your friend, you're either Mr. Beast, the Jam Jar in Swansea, or you have most likely stumbled across our humble little podcast known as The Multiverse of Bradley.